Hello, I'm Marlo. And I'm Jackie. And this is a movie podcast. Um, it's been a while, a couple more weeks <laughs> for every other, um, but we're back. And this week, we're going to be talking about our favorite international filmmakers. So way back when, I think maybe our, let's see, 10th episode. Yeah, we did top 10 international films, which was way back in like July or August of 2020. Um, (laughs) So we figured we'd like revamp it and instead talk about the directors who made some of our favorite favorite, uh, films from outside of the US um, instead of just movies. So for this list, I don't know, I tried to make it a little interesting, (laughs) as interesting as I could. Um, So we tried to go with some filmmakers who got their start outside of Hollywood um, in different countries and made at least a few films in language other than English. So those were kind of the parameters we were working off of. And so Jackie, um, Mm Also, I should say welcome back and like I hope Elle as well. <laughs> I haven't seen you in a long time. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. Busy B. Busy B. You you are not uh, me. No, I know. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, but I feel like our lists are gonna be so different. It's gonna be so funny. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I was like, maybe there'll be like one overlap, but honestly, probably not. Yeah, I think there might, I mean, honorable other than honorables. I don't know if we have, we might have won like the same, but we'll see. Yeah. For honorables, do you want me to list off all mine? Or you want to go back and forth? I wasn't going to talk too much about each of them, but. Yeah, me either. You can just list all of them and then I'll list all mine. I only have like four. I think. All right. So should I start anything else? <laughs> uh, no, I don't really have anything. Um, I have, uh, wait. Yeah. No, because I don't want to ruin it. All right. I have one person that I feel like is going to be on your list. I won't say, oh no, two. I won't say them though, because I don't want to ruin our list. If you're like, yeah, they are on Yeah, <laughs> and also I guess I should preface that I kind of had trouble like looking this up. Like I like to always like make sure I've covered my bases with lists and that we make and <laughs> stuff. But I feel like people I've definitely missed on this. So you might say somebody, and I'll be like, oh my God. But, and I tried to make my list like, people who I've seen a decent amount of their movies or like a vast majority um or like more than like five <laughs> so what I don't if know. they don't have five movies that's what I like I mean there's maybe one or two who have a lot but like the rest I've either seen like all of them or like majority I think mm-hmm. all right well for my honorables um my first one is Kim Ji Woon. He's a South Korean director. He's directed movies like The Quiet Family, which I really loved, The Foul King, A Tale of Two Sisters, and I Saw the Devil. That's just to name a few. I really liked I Saw the Devil and The Quiet Family. Um, Guillermo mm-hmm. del Toro from Mexico, and I feel like he's probably one of the most popular directors right now, at least in like modern movie making. Um, mm-hmm. But I think most people know who this is, but he's known for Pan's Labyrinth, um, Crimson Peak, most recent Nightmare Alley, and he won for Shape of Water. And then 
I only have one more honorable. It's um, Alfonso Caron. Is that how you say it? I always say yeah. it wrong. Yeah, I think so. Um, he's also a Mexican director. He's directed Roma, um, A2 Mama, Tabian, which we loved. And I love Children of Men. Um, he's also done like Gravity and movies like that. But those are like three that really stick out for me. And that's nice. my honorables. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, no overlap so far. So yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Um, I have a feeling some that are in my list might be in your honorables. We'll see. Oh yeah, probably. I assume. Um, so my first honorable mention is Bong Joon Ho. Um, the only reason I put him in honorable mentions is because I've only seen three of his movies. Um, and I'm, there's like four, I think left that I need, that I really want to see. Um, but I feel like everyone knows him just because of the Oscars a few years ago and how popular Parasite is. Um, but yeah, like I've only seen Parasite, Snowpiercer and Okja. So I really got to watch the rest of his movies, but yeah, <laughs> of those three, I really like all three of them. Um, but Parasite obviously is my fave. Next director is Agnes Varda. A, she was a Belgian-born French film director. Um, and I've only seen a couple of her movies so far. Um, Cleo from Five to Seven is a really great one and probably her most popular, but there's a few that have been streaming forever that I really want to see. My third is Jacques Demy. I love the two movies of his that I've seen, The Young Girls of Rochefort and The Umbrellas of Cherbourg. Um, he's another French filmmaker. And the last one is Chantal Ackerman, who is a, was a Belgian film director. And I've seen, I think, yeah, only two of her movies so far, but um, a big one and uh, probably one of the longest movies, like popular movies ever, um, Jean Dielman. It's a longer title, but I'm not going to pronounce the whole thing. Um, <laughs> it's, I think, like three and a half hours long, and I'm just waiting for the perfect day where I have literally nothing going on where I can just sit and watch it. <laughs> People always say it's like one of their favorite movies ever. Like a lot of filmmakers say it's one of their favorite movies. So definitely what one I need to get to. But of the ones of hers that I've seen so far, I really like. And what were those? They were News from Home, which is a documentary. That was, I think I talked about it in a previous episode where she's reading letters from her mother. And it's mm -hmm. like shots of New York City, which is I loved. And another movie, Je Tu ELL, which I think is one of her older movies um, or earliest movies. But yeah, so those are my honorable mentions. I felt um, weird that I didn't put an Italian director on here. <laughs> and like, uh, as, and as you're talking about, I'm like, uh, who like of the older ones? I guess Fellini. I feel like, like I didn't love um, La Vida Dolce. Dolce, like Dolce, Dolce Vita, Dolce Vita, but I liked Eight and a Half, and um, I love Knights of Cambria, Cambria, Cambria. I can't even remember the names yeah. of these movies. <laughs> um, so I'm actually gonna add him to my honorables too. So we both have four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like there's so many directors. I guess like just in general, not even like limited to this list or these lists that like. I just need to watch way more of their movies and I'm really trying to this year um, to like finish filmographies of directors. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So hopefully more of these I'll be able to watch this year. 
And I feel like so many of these, at least for me, like a lot of them are streaming, which is cool. Either on like the Criterion channel or HBO Max. Um, I haven't gone on the Criterion channel, like watched a movie from it in probably like three months. It's like pretty bad. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Probably the most expensive stream. I realized that recently, like looking at like financial things, I was like, it's like a hundred dollars a year, which that's like nothing. I mean, I mean, we do split it, so it's not that bad for us, but like, I feel like that's pretty expensive comparatively to other things. Mm. Netflix is so expensive for us because mm-hmm. we get like the DVD thing. Anyway, I added Fellini too because he would be the only director on my honorables and in my actual list that's not alive still. So, because oh. you start naming like older, and I was like, oh, I feel like you should have someone. But yeah. So, if we're done with honorable mentions, if you want to start with your number five, you can go okay. Ahead. So, I didn't do order. Oh, yeah. Also, just <laughs> if you didn't order, I, everyone else listening to mine, it's not order. <laughs> yeah, mine is like, I don't know. It could be any, honestly. Like, I, this doesn't have to be like the definitive. Yeah, but. it's it was too hard for me because they're mm-hmm. all like special in their own way. So I was like, this is too much. Yeah. And it's funny because like, it's not funny. I mean, like all these directors that I'm going to name are actually like, my favorite directors now like it doesn't matter that they're not from america they're like probably my favorite directors still Mm -hmm. so it's interesting yeah also i feel like with yours if i know the two that is on your list i feel like they're like your favorite directors right now so yeah definitely but anyway um this one's no surprise i guess none of these are not a surprise (laughs) but um my first one i have here is denny villeneuve He's a French-Canadian director from Quebec. Um, he started in the early 2000s, and he's still working. Probably had the most popular movie ever last year. Um, mm-hmm. His French films include Incentes, Polytechnique, and Maelstrom. Um, I really liked Incentes. The other two were a little weird. And <laughs> he has a lot of English-speaking movies, Um Enemy, Dune, Arrival, Sicario, Blade Runner, 2049, and Prisoners. Um, I've seen all his movies now, now that I think about it, because I saw Maelstrom the other day. Yeah, I think these are all of them. He might have one more that I'm not naming, but... Mm -hmm. And what else? I would categorize his films. This was... The other ones I copied and pasted from Wikipedia. This one (laughs) I thought of in my head because they didn't have anything for his, but... Um, I said I would categorize his films as having like, even though he's not the cinematographer, I feel like it always has like really amazing cinematography, no matter the scale of the film. Like it could be a smaller film like Enemy Prisoners or it could be like Dune or Blade Runner and they're still like look amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like initially the themes of his films or like the topics that it was about were very dark. But now he's definitely going towards like a more sci-fi angle with like Arrival, Dune, and Blade Runner. Mm -hmm. But I'm curious what he'll do next. I think he's part two, right? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I actually ended on what he. I have all of them. What they're gonna do next? I think. Oh wow! You really want to? Mine are gonna be like. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea um dune also just wanted to note dune won six oscars this year i don't think he got any of them because they were all like technical ones but that's still amazing 
Um, and I do believe he's going to get an Oscar one day. I really think if like any new filmmaker, he's not new, but you know, coming out with all these new movies, he's got to win for directing, writing or best picture. I feel like soon, hopefully. Um, but his upcoming films that are actually confirmed, which I knew Dune part two was happening, but he also has two others that were already announced. So he's making Cleopatra. I don't know. It, there's like nothing about it except like the writers involved. And then um, Rendezvous with Rama. I don't know what that's about. It wouldn't tell me or anything, but it says announce as well. So he has three films coming up. Wow. So I'm ready for it. That's exciting. <laughs> I'll have to look mine up while we're in between <laughs> people. Um, but yeah. He's a good one. And one that I saw like when I was doing a little bit of Googling. Um, oh, you Googled for this? I mean, I tried. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I, I like tried just so I could like cover people, but I feel like I, I don't think I forgot anybody, but maybe the one. way I did it, I like went to my films on Letterboxd and I did like highest rated and I just went through like, that's what I, yeah, yeah. I was kind of just trying to sort through Letterboxd. Um, but yeah, Denny, good one. So my number five, I guess, um, or my first one <laughs> is um, Joachim Trier. He's a Norwegian filmmaker. I don't think you've seen any of his movies yet. Um, he, his most recent movie, The Worst Person in the World, was nominated for two Oscars and didn't win, unfortunately. But um, his first film came out in... 2006 I believe and he made a few shorts before that and he has five features now um I've seen two of the five so I really got to get on those other three but I'm obsessed with the worst person in the world I think I added it as my number two on my top of 2021 like after the fact <laughs> that we when we did um our 2021 list but that's an amazing movie and I recently watched um Thelma which was the movie prior to the worst person in the world um, it came out in 2017, I believe. And that is also a great movie. His movies kind of focus on just like, they're pretty like existential and just kind of about life, but with like a twist on it. And I think, Thel I think you would like Thelma, Jackie. It's very interesting and has like a supernatural um, kind of element going on. It's very interesting. And he writes, he writes all, I'm pretty sure he's written all of his movies um, and he has a writing partner. So it's the two of them that do it. And then he directs them, but yeah he's really cool I saw like I think he was on I don't really watch late night like talk shows but James Corden and he was on with somebody um he was pretty cool so yeah and, and he's actually one that I did check on IMDb before and there was nothing listed for directing coming up but he did just have a movie come out like a couple <laughs> months ago <laughs> so yeah probably in the works um, yeah I still have to see it I know I'm so behind it's so well I just like am patiently waiting for Hulu to just take it because they always take the smaller international, but not smaller, you know, small to American, but like mm. the international films that become really popular. So I'm hoping they just like pick it up randomly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. It'll be, yeah, I assume it would be streaming somewhere, maybe even because it's literally, I should have mentioned, it's already in the Criterion collection. <laughs> They're adding it. Or they either added it like, like, like recently, or they like announced because they announced them like a few months ahead. But yeah, it's 
either added or is being added. So nice. Yeah. My next one is um, Bong Chun Ho, mm. South Korean director. He also started in the early 2000s and he's still present. Um, his most popular film, like you said, is the iconic Parasite, which mm-hmm. won four Oscars two years ago already, which is insane. My favorite movies of his are The Host, Memories of Murder, Snowpiercer, and Okja. Um, he's also has a few other films like Mother and uh, Barking Dogs Never Bark, I think it's called. Um, he works with Song Kang-ho often, which another director on my list works with him often too. So mm. that's a little, little <laughs> um, teaser. And then I looked up what Wikipedia said to describe his movies. And it said, characterized by an emphasis on social themes, genre mixing, black humor, and sudden tone shifts, which I would agree. I feel like most of his movies are like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to see what he does next. So far, it just says he has an untitled animated project, which when we used to do like the newsletters, I'm pretty sure I wrote about it. But yeah, there's there's nothing else on there for him. So hopefully it won't be too long that we get his next feature film, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah I'm excited for that. Because obviously, I mean, coming off Parasite, it's like... <laughs> yeah, he's probably going to get so much to top funding and stuff now too because yeah and like coverage in the press Mm -hmm. um but yeah he's a great one i really got to see those movies i think i want to say they got taken off hulu but maybe they're on criterion but i'd have to check also it's a month so i just like ran like as soon as I saw Parasite, I like ran to and watched like all his movies. I was like, yeah. I need to. I was like, I'm obsessed. Yeah, he's a great one. Definitely, probably one of the best filmmakers like making things right now. Obviously, after Parasite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my next one, number four, I guess, is the only one not um, currently active and has sadly passed away, but. Ingmar Bergman, the Swedish filmmaker. He literally has so many movies. Um, He started, I believe in the mid forties. Yeah, like I said, has so many movies and I really need to get back into watching them because I feel like I was kind of on a roll and then I kind of uh, fell off. And you have one, a big one, Cries and Whispers on your list for me that I still need to see. Mm -hmm. Um, But some of my favorites are Persona and Autumn Sonata, which are definitely two of my two favorites of his. But I really like The Seven Seal, Scenes from Marriage, and Winter Light. And I won't spend too much time on him because I feel like every person who likes movies talks about Bergman, but he's probably one of the most like classic filmmakers ever, if that's like a thing. <laughs> um, just like one that people talk about all the time and reference in other things too. Um, like I've seen a lot of pictures on Twitter from the Seventh Seal recently because of the tragedy of Macbeth with um, the witch and like how it's kind of like the same shot as mm-hmm. um, the, as death in the Seventh Seal. So um, he's always in conversation, even though, yeah, <laughs> definitely one of the best ever to do it. <laughs> yeah, I've only seen Persona, um, Cries and Whispers and Seventh Seal and 
I didn't love Persona and Sun Steel. So I loved mm-hmm. Cries and Whispers. I just, and I have like Autumn Sonata. I have a few others. Like, is Fanny Al- and Alexander him? Or- yeah. yeah. And like Scenes of Marriage, like all those are on my watch list. But I'm like kind of hesitant because there's so many other movies. We always say this, but I just feel like there's so many other movies I need to see too. And I struck out. It's like one out of the three that I watched of his. I didn't, I mean, I actually liked. So, but I will get to it one day. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good one. My next one. And just to reiterate, this is not any order because my next one, I've only seen three of his movies. So I can't say that he's definitely one of my favorites, but um, my next one's Thomas Vinterberg, the Danish director um, who just directed another round from 2020. Um, he was, he started in the nineties and he's still present today. I've seen out of his movies, another round, the hunt and the commune loved the hunt it's probably one of my favorite movies ever and another round was like my favorite movie of 2020 so and it won the oscar for best international that year um i still have to see so many of his older stuff especially the celebration because that's Mm -hmm. like the first dogma 95 project and like his first international success and i guess he's considered one of the founding brothers of the Dogma 95 project along with Lars von Trier. So I never knew like how popular Thomas Vinterberg was. Like I knew he like was involved mm-hmm. with it, but I didn't know he was like considered the other founder with Lars von Trier, who he's not making my list because I can't <laughs> with his movies. But um, to explain more what the Dogma 95 project is, I'm just going to read word for word from Wikipedia, but it's these were rules to create films based on the traditional values of story acting and theme and excluding the use of elaborate special effects or technology it was supposedly created as an attempt to take back power for directors as artists as opposed to the studio and i think what i first learned about this and i think you too was in that that documentary side by side when they talked about like Oh. he would start using handheld cameras and that was like from the dogma 95 project so i don't yeah. know just some fun history <laughs> yeah i definitely need to watch more of his movies you I need think- to see the hunt yeah oh that's my on, God. i think that's streaming now maybe somewhere i yeah there's so many and that's in the letterbox top 250 so a lot is of it oh nice i think it's good <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, that's a good one. I feel like I was thinking about what your list could be and then I kind of forgot and now I'm like, oh yeah, this all makes sense. (laughs) Um, my next one, number three on my list is Hayao Miyazaki, um, the Japanese filmmaker and probably most popularly known as one of the co-founders of Studio Ghibli, um, which is probably next to like Disney and Pixar, the most like prestigious animation house in the world I would say and so Miyazaki has so many famous movies and he got started in the late 70s early 80s with his movies um a big one that I really need to see that's not Studio Ghibli I'm pretty sure is Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind people really love that and that came out like a couple years before his first uh, Studio Ghibli movie which was Castle in the Sky and I may have mentioned it before on an episode, but I'm currently in my Studio Ghibli watch and I'm 
almost done. I think I have like six or seven movies left out of like the 20, <laughs> almost. 22. There's wow. like 20 something. There, yeah, there's like 22 or 23, I think, currently. And yeah, his, I mean, he directed My Neighbor Totoro, and that's like one of my all time favorite movies. Um, Kiki's Delivery Service, Porco Rosso, Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away, which is the last uh, Miyazaki that I've seen. And so next is, for me, is Howl's Moving Castle, which people also love. I love animated movies, and these are some of my favorites. I am just like, I'm obsessed with Totoro in particular, (laughs) still, um, after many months of having seen it. But yeah. Um, And for upcoming, since he's been in and out of retirement over the years, but his next movie is going to be apparently called How Do You Live? Yeah, it should be good. I mean, there's a like 125 minute timestamp on Letterboxd already, so it might, I guess it's in action. Um, and I mean, <laughs> it takes so long to make these movies, so I assume they kind of know what's going on with it already. Probably this year or next it would come out, I assume, but yeah. Nice. I love Mizaki. My next one is Wong Kar Wai, um, the Hong Kong director. He's been active since 1990s, um, although his last film was The Grandmaster in 2013. So he hasn't made something in almost 10 years, a film at least. On Wikipedia, it says his films are characterized by nonlinear narratives atmospheric music and vivid cinematography involving bold saturated colors i thought that was i don't think i would have been able to write that description (laughs) but i thought that was a good way to describe it um he really does like his movies just look like his like there is no other movies that look like his like i feel like if you see his movie you're like okay that's a Wong Kar Wai movie but Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, my favorites of his are Fallen Angels, Chungking Express, In the Mood for Love, and 2046. Um, he's worked with Tony Leong a lot and Maggie Chung um, a few times in the past. And his he doesn't have a feature film, but there's a rumored TV series called Blossom Shanghai, which is already on Letterboxd, um, that should be coming to us soon, hopefully. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I got to see <laughs> a lot. I think you put a lot of these on that new list, like Fallen Angels. Is that you said that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've seen what? Just Chung King and in the moon. I think so. Good ones, though. <laughs> I like them. Yeah. Yeah. I get on those. So my number two is, I mean, my number two and number one go back and forth probably. But for now, number two, Celine Siama. French filmmaker. I knew it. I know. <laughs> um, her first movie, Water Lilies, came out in 2007. Um, and she's made five movies so far. I've seen four of them to my, uh, I don't know the word, but <laughs> to, to my uh, sadness, I haven't seen her most recent film, Petite Maman, yet. But I did see the trailer in theaters when I went to see The Worst Person in the World. So thinking and it still says on the the theater that I, my local theater that it's coming soon so I gotta check and see if they have dates yet but gotta see it but I've seen the other four and I really like all of them by far though my favorite is Portrait of a Lady on Fire um I'll go with what you've been saying um I mean I didn't write anything down but I guess I would like 
say what from what I've seen like or noticed from her movies it's a lot about um like relationships between women or girls because a few of them are more like coming of age stories and like your relationship like to oneself I guess or like self identity um which I find very interesting and yeah I just I don't know I I wrote down on my notes that like we all know portrait is one of like my favorites ever because I feel like we mentioned it a lot (laughs) um but yeah I really can't wait to see Petite Mama because the trailer almost made me cry in theaters. So <laughs> it should be good. Um, and I think it's like, I don't know. And I just love, it's like, I wish I could see it in like the fall because it feels like a very like autumnal movie to me based on the trailer. Mm-hmm. But I'll probably see it this summer. But <laughs> to see it at all is a gift. So um, yeah, I think it'll be good. Well, I'm not surprised she was on your list. <laughs> yeah. And for coming up, I didn't see anything on Letterboxd or IMDb, but that movie did just come out like last year. So yeah, I'm working on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think my last one is? I know your last one. Did you already say park? <laughs> is it park? Yeah. Park oh, yeah. And yours um, is your ghost. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, I know Celine and Yorgos is going to yeah. be on your list. But um, yeah, my last one on here. And he's not like my number one, because like I said, I couldn't order, put it in order. But yeah. last one on here is Park Chan-wook, um, another South Korean director. There's a lot of South Korean directors on my list. Um, he also came... He at like Bong Joon, which I think they're like friends, like in the industry, but they both became like really pop, not really popular, but they both started in the early 2000s and have collaborated on stuff in the past. And they're still both present or active now. Um, although Park's last movie was The Handmaiden in 2016. Oh, wow. um, but he's worked on a lot of shows and stuff since. So But anyway, he's most famous for, I would say, the Vengeance trilogy, which is definitely one of my favorite trilogies ever or like series, um, which it's includes the Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, Old Boy, which is probably the most popular one. And then Lady Vengeance, a good way to describe his movies. I just like very gruesome. Like Mm -hmm. I honestly like almost wanted to throw up at some of his movies, (laughs) but like I like when movies are so extreme like that and. I don't know. I like when people go stretch. Yeah. Both of our directors are like. <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> both of our directors are very intense. These last. Yeah. <laughs> I like when he pushes the envelope. Is what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from the trilogy, I really, really like Joint Security Area, which is an older film, and actually, it wasn't super gruesome. Um, but it still mm-hmm. had his like. He has the similar themes as like Bong Joon Ho's, the like how I described his, how he has like the black humor and like genre mixing. Um, mm-hmm. So the Joint Security Area, I mean, it was like a military type film, but there's a lot of funny parts in it. And Song Kang Ho was like the the lead in it. He's like in a lot of his in Park Chan Wook's movies too, and he's he's hilarious. Um, but yeah, love him, and I hope he makes more stuff uh with bong i mean like bong not with bong i mean that'd be cool if it was with bong, yeah <laughs> it just seems like he's doing a lot of shows and stuff but i mean like the handmaiden was so good too so 
Mm-hmm. I hope he sends some more gruesome movies my way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really need to, I think I've only seen The Handmaiden, but yeah, I got to watch like The Vengeance. I think I've been waiting for all of them to be streaming so I can just like watch them in order. Um, yeah. I think they were on Tubi at different times for me, yeah. but I was able to watch them all at like over a span of a year. Um, I think I put sympathy for Mr. Ben- oh, you did you watch that or is that on your new list? Yeah, you- yeah, I haven't seen any of them. Wait, that's not on your. I thought that was on your old think- list. No, guess not. I definitely watched all of them, but all the yeah. ones on that list. I mean, um, but yeah, I know I-, I warned you that it's pretty sickening. Yeah. I've been getting better with like intense stuff, I think. So maybe I'd be all right, but who knows? <laughs> maybe we should um start watching some of those movies. I have I've watched like I think like three or four so far on your list. Like not even on purpose. I think some of them by accident. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Sure. I think I like made sure it was movies that you've been wanting to see. Yeah. I'll have to get on those. Oh, now I'm looking at it. Whoa, this is an awesome list. I wish I had this. <laughs> Not that your list is bad, but... I don't like, even remember. I'd have to look and see what I put on yours. I don't even remember. But Like, half the movies that we've just talked about are yeah. on your list. Yeah. So, anyway, sorry. Yeah. No, you're <laughs> fine. Um, yeah, like you said, my number one is Yorgos Lanthimos, who is a Greek filmmaker. Um, his first, I think he it was co-directed. Yeah. His, so his uh, feature debut is called My Best Friend in 2001. And it only has 507 views on Letterboxd. So it seems like it's hard to come by. Um, and that's, I'm pretty sure, yes, the only feature of his I haven't seen yet. Um, so maybe someday. But seen the rest, and I really like most of them. My <laughs> favorite of his is The Favorite which I ended up seeing in theaters randomly with my brother and it was awesome. And then since then I've watched all of his other movies. One that I feel like doesn't get talked about enough, but it has a lot of views on Letterboxd is Dogtooth, which is one of his earlier, I guess, I think it's his second or third movie. And it's in Greek, um, which a lot of his, his like more recent movies are in English. But yeah, Dogtooth, I think about it more recently a lot. I don't know why, but it's so wild. Um, and then a lot that of people know. Agree, you said? That movie, I said. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was explaining it to my mom the other day, and she was like, what? <laughs> I was like, you just got it. She would never watch it, but um, yeah. And then he's got The Lobster and The Killing of a Sacred Deer, which are very popular as well. Yeah, his last thing put out was a short with uh, Matt Dillon called Nimic, which I ended up watching. Oh, right. Yeah, that came out, and that was I really liked that. It was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then upcoming, he has a movie called Poor Things, which I just found out about a couple of days ago, and it's based on a novel from I think I want to say the '80s. And the cast is wild. It says Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, Willem Dafoe, Christopher Abbott, Rami Youssef, Margaret Qualley, Gerard Carmichael, <laughs> Catherine Hunter. I'm like that interesting interesting stuff so that's poor things and I think that's either this year or next and then I'm even more excited for my year of rest and relaxation which I read that novel and I loved it I think that was like 
summer 2020 I read that um and I really hope he stays on as director but there's really no details besides that he's on as directing and writing but yeah that's to come so he's still working with Emma Stone which is nice. <laughs> so yeah Yorgos he's pretty popular so I feel like most people know about him but yeah one of the greats yeah this was a good list yeah I'm glad they were very different and I think they showed our taste yeah, <laughs> what, what what we like and what we've seen yeah I it just amazes me I like totally forgot that list that I made you and like basically all the movies I was just talking about yeah. were on that list. yeah when you were saying that because I was looking at it recently because I remember I was like oh yeah I saw a couple of these and then yeah now you mentioned a lot of them so I got it yeah and there's like a lot on that list that are like international films that I really like it's just the directors I've only seen like one or two of their movies like you mm -hmm. were saying so I couldn't put them on there but yeah I don't even remember your list to me I gotta look I know it. I'll have to look too because I forget um I think the I know that yeah <laughs> can exercise <laughs> and it's streaming on Netflix right now um uh, I want to rewatch soon so if you ever watch it I would probably rewatch but yeah so those are our lists um we'll probably be active on social media this week asking people their favorites so if you don't already follow us on twitter and instagram at this is a movie pod where you can interact with us and email us this is a movie pod at gmail.com if you have anything you want to email us um and yeah thanks to nick and steven for the music jackie anything else <laughs> i don't think so i guess small plug i saw the northman mm. um and that was crazy. So everyone should go see it in the theaters because that's probably the best way you're going to see it. Yeah. And that's my little plug. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I think our next episode is our 80th episode. And I think we're going to do a revamp of our favorite 80s movies because we did it. Episode five was our top five 80s movies way back when. So we'll see. Yeah see how it changed because I did listen to that and I have our lists and our honorable mentions and it's kind of interesting what we did but we'll explain that <laughs> next week um so check in then and with that I'm Marlo I'm Jackie and this was a movie podcast see ya